Have you ever wondered what unicorns eat for breakfast? Or maybe what they use to keep their skin looking so flawless? Well, even if I don't know these answers, I can tell you something equally as interesting and unicorn related. Over 20% of all unicorn startups are using HubSpot, and for good reason. HubSpot's all-in-one platform levels up your sales, software, and support so you can grow beyond your wildest dreams, boosting leads and ramping sales along the way. They even have a constantly evolving collection of resources to help startups scale. Plus, with the HubSpot for Startups program, you can save up to 90% off your first year. I'll admit it does sound a little too good to be true. But unlike that majestic and also incredibly fictitious unicorn, HubSpot for Startups is all real. To see if you're eligible to save on HubSpot and take your growth to new heights, visit HubSpot.com startups. Good morning, everyone. It's Wednesday, August 23rd. I'm Mark Dent here with Rob Litterst, and this is The Hustle Daily Show. Today, we're going to break down the draft board, but not the fantasy football draft board, the fantasy CEO draft board, where we believe that Microsoft's Satya Nadella has a strong case for the first overall pick. But first, let's just talk about everything else that's happening in the world of business and tech. Okay, so just last week, we told you about a couple of stories, booming liquor sales and weird brand collaborations. And the gods must have been listening because there is now a very weird brand collaboration involving a liqueur. What is this thing, Rob? Yeah, so this is kind of the craziest thing that's caught my eye in the news cycle in quite some time. The Kellogg's (laughs) own brand, in partnership with Sugarlands Distilling Co., has just released a boozy collaboration called Ego Brunch in a Jar Sippin' Cream. Oh, yeah. So kind of like Bailey's? Pretty much. Like I think that's generally what we're going for here and what we're talking about. It's basically as if you dumped your breakfast plate into a blender and added a shot. Hmm. So it combines the flavors of buttered and toasted Eggo waffles, savory bacon slices, and a drizzle of maple syrup. My personal favorite part, just because I'm always on the lookout for marketing and positioning, is how Eggo has been marketing this crazy concoction to customers. If you read the release, it's all about positioning this to really stressed out parents that need a relaxing cocktail. Yeah. I mean, do you have it in the morning though? Like, because that is a dangerous marketing scheme. (laughs) That's the question. So if you read the announcement, it talks about having one either at nighttime during the week or adding a little bit of spice to your weekend brunch. All right. Okay. I don't think they're necessarily shooting for day drinking. I think that's a kind of like play at your own pace type deal. But (laughs) Buyer beware. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. So let's move on to cloud services. IBM is selling the Weather Company, which includes the Weather Channel app and websites, weather.com and StormRadar, and it's going to, you guessed it, a private equity firm. IBM will be keeping its weather data, however, which it uses in some AI models. Love that play. And I've actually, I've read a lot lately about Watson and IBM being kind of like an underrated player in the AI wars. Hmm. which makes me kind of surprised that they would sell all this stuff, but it makes sense that they're keeping the weather data so that it can help inform some of the models that Watson's ultimately working on. And there is some housing news today. Not exactly happy news for people looking for homes. The average U.S. interest rate on 30-year mortgages rose to 7.48% this week. That's the highest level since 2000. So it's not a good time to be refinancing or buying. 
Absolutely not. What this immediately makes me think of is every single time I talk about mortgage rates or anything like that with my parents, they're always like, yeah, well, when I bought my first place, the rates were at 15%. Mm-hmm. But back then, I think the prices for these places were so much lower. The issue for buyers right now is that the rates are high and because nobody wants to move, the prices are high too. So it's this kind of double whammy. Just to give a little perspective, the all-time low was just two and a half years ago in January 2021, and that was 2.65%. Unbelievable. All right. Let's move on now to uh, school story. Going back to school, always very hard for kids and for parents, but it's far harder when kids cannot physically get there. A USA Today analysis found at least one major school bus driver shortage in all 50 states. A whopping 92% of education leaders surveyed by a leading transportation firm say they're having shortages. About half of American students rely on buses to get to school. And it hasn't just been a problem this year. It's been going on for a couple of years. I mean, I remember my school bus drivers so vividly. They were always the same people and they're really kind of woven into the fabric of your childhood. It's one of those super important jobs that just is also a hard job. Yeah. Unfortunately, the, the low pay and difficulty are not good when you think about how important it is. A couple of years ago, Zach Crockett, our colleague, did a story on the school bus driver shortage when it was still kind of new. And he found that drivers are on average around 14 years older than the average worker. So there's always like a lot of movement involved and people retiring and things like that. There's a very difficult split schedule that you have to do if you're a bus driver, right? Because you're working early in the morning, then you're kind of off for a little bit, and then you're working again in the afternoon. Yeah. So according to USA Today, the average pay for a full-time bus driver job is about 42,000 per year. But that's if you're a full-time bus driver and many are not. And those who are not often make less than 20 bucks an hour. Wow. And thus one of the main reasons for this shortage. Let's go ahead and talk about our main story today. It's that time of the year when fantasy football geeks are arranging their draft boards, but we're going to out-geek them today because we're going to play a little game of fantasy boardroom. We're going to talk about the CEO that you would take number one overall in a fantasy CEO draft. I'm going to go first and throw in like a pretty wild pick. I would trade my top pick. I would trade it for money, for capital, for whatever, and I would invest it in employees. And I would either (laughs) hire an automated CEO, you know, just use AI to do a CEO's work, or I'd hire just some exec who I could pay, I don't know, maybe 130th to 150th as much as CEOs typically command. Love it. I'm just not convinced that your average CEO gives you that much bang for your buck. But, you know, that said... There are some good CEOs out there. Who you got, Rob? The highlight of this story that we wanted to talk about and that you can find in the newsletter today is really about Satya Nadella, Microsoft CEO. Right. And I think if you see what he's done over the last five to 10 years, it's really nothing short of remarkable. Obviously, like back in the day, Microsoft was the hottest tech company in the world. Sure. In like the 90s. Exactly. Yeah. In like the aughts and early 10s. The Balmer era. They fizzled out a little bit. And ultimately, Nadella has really kind of brought them back to prominence. He's going to be included on Fast Company's cover in September, which spotlights Microsoft winning big tech's AI war. They have a huge investment in open AI, and it seems like they're really putting that to use. They've baked AI into all of their products within Microsoft 365. I think Teams already has kind of AI functionality baked into it as well. It's pretty amazing. And Nadella doesn't really disagree. He took a victory lap during last month's earnings call and mentioned that they're really in the lead right now selling cloud-based AI services. 
they've really kind of made some incredible strategic decisions over the last five to 10 years. First of all, with teams and kind of giving that away for free, right. they put a huge dent into Slack's growth, put a huge dent into Zoom's growth. It's funny because I use Slack and Zoom and Google Workspace, but my wife works at a bigger company and they use all of Microsoft stack and she loves Teams and right. that whole assortment of tools. And they've really proven that, you know, if you can do everything, you don't need to do everything perfectly, but if you can do everything pretty well, it kind of incentivizes people to stay, especially if you're going to start giving things away for free. Yeah, I think that Microsoft under Nadella has really purchased new companies and built itself in categories that I never would have anticipated and that I oftentimes forget that Microsoft owns. Right. I completely forget almost every day that they bought LinkedIn. <laughs> Same. You know what I mean? And like GitHub. And those are important companies. I think Microsoft's power under Satya Nadella has really been its versatility like that. One thing that I am going to put as a con against Nadella is Bing. Because we kind of thought that Bing might take a leap forward with its AI capabilities this year. That has not been the case. I just saw a Tech Radar article yesterday, which was using some data from the analytics firm StatCounter that showed Bing's market share for search was roughly 3.03% in January. And as of July, was 2.99%. So that is not a lot of traction. I am not surprised by that at all. And I feel like there's kind of a general idea that OpenAI and ChatGPT was going to crush Google. At the end of the day, it's like people's habits are so fully formed. Yeah. Especially if you've been using Google to search for stuff for like the last 10 years, which most of us have. Okay. So I kind of had a cop out early on when we were talking about this draft. Rob, are you aware of Arch Beaver Applin? No, please inform me. The CEO of Bucky's. Amazing. Yes, dude. Yeah. I'm so into this. Bucky's is incredible. For anyone that has not stopped at Bucky's in Texas, got to do it. The gas station and convenience store, I've never seen more of a rabid following for any company. You walk in and you feel like you're in America. It is mind blowing. We did a road trip to Austin and we left super, super early, but I was like, I have to stop at Bucky's. Like I need to get Bucky's on the way out of here. And you walk in there and it's literally like, oh my God, I can't believe this place is real. It's just this amazing gas station megaplex that has like every single piece of merchandise branded Bucky's you could possibly think of. It's truly incredible. It is. Someday soon, we should have a special episode where we really do draft a lot of CEOs and maybe come up with a fantasy roster. I'm in. I think that would be fun. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, let's do it. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to The Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Robert Hartwig, and our executive producer is Darren Clark. We have a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. So if you're not subscribed, please go get signed up at thehustle.co slash email. We'll catch you tomorrow. Hey, everybody. Let me tell you about this great podcast that's available right now. Creator Science, hosted by Jay Klaus, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, which is the audio destination for business professionals. Creator Science goes behind the scenes with today's top creators through narrative interviews, Jay Klaus explores how creators like Tim Urban, James Clear, Tori Dunlap, and Cody Sanchez are building their audiences today. And by learning how these creators make a living with their art and creativity, Creator Science can help you gain tools and confidence to do exactly the same. I was actually listening to an episode recently where Jay had on Dr. K, who is a Harvard psychiatrist. And Dr. K helps a lot of creators with 
performance, burnout, and dealing with a lot of negative feedback online. It's a great hour of conversation with Dr. K, where Dr. K really breaks down what it means to be a creator today and the burnout that a lot of creators do experience and what to do when you get that burnout, because you will. And you can listen to Creator Science wherever you get your podcasts, and I definitely suggest it. Listen to Creator Science wherever you get your podcasts.